0: Life, in general, is full of ups and downs. But what happens when our spiritual life is also full of ups and downs? Is this normal? Should we expect this? Or should we be concerned? Today, we learn about the desert experience and how we are firmly anchored in place. You're listening to The Way with Father Dustin Lyon, a podcast of the Ephesus School Network. back to The Way. I'm your host, Father Dustin. Today's reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. When God was making His promise to Abraham, you see, He had nobody else greater than Himself by whom He could swear. And so, He swore by Himself with the words, I will most surely bless you and multiply you very greatly. And so, in this way, Abraham, after much patience, obtained the promise. People regularly swear by someone greater than themselves, and in all their disputes, the oath confirms the matter and brings it to closure. So when God wanted to show all the more clearly to the heirs of the promise just how unchangeable His will was, He guaranteed it with an oath, so that through Two unchangeable things in which it is impossible that God should tell a lie, those of us who have come for refuge should have a solid encouragement to take hold of the hope which lies before us. We have this hope like an anchor, secure, solid, and penetrating into the inner place behind the curtain, where Jesus has gone in ahead of us and on our behalf, having become a high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. That was Hebrews 6, 13-20, the epistle reading for the Sunday of St. John Climacus in the Orthodox Church. Within our lives, we have periods of highs and lows. There are times when we think we're on top of the world, we're invincible, and nothing can stop us. But, on the other hand, there are times when we are simply in the pits. Despair, depression, anxiety, restlessness, and hopelessness wash over us. This ebb and flow of highs and lows isn't just something we experience in our everyday lives, it's something we also experience in our spiritual life as well. This is true even of the saints. Perhaps the best-known example from our day is that Of Mother Teresa. I think all of us, no matter what our religious conviction might be, would recognize her as a saint of our contemporary world. After Mother Teresa died, her writings and correspondences became public, and it was revealed that she had a spiritual dryness, a dark night of the soul, that lasted nearly 50 years. Here, let me quote something she wrote. Where is my faith? Even deep down, there is nothing but emptiness and darkness. If there be God, please forgive me. When I try to raise my thoughts to heaven, there is such convicting emptiness that those very thoughts return like sharp knives and hurt my very soul. Quote. I think what this tells us is that the saints struggle just as we do. We shouldn't think of them as having lived some sort of blessed life that was easy. What this also tells us is that this ebb and flow and highs and lows in our spiritual life is normal. It's something we should actually expect as we walk the way. Scripturally speaking, we call the lows a desert experience. This description comes from several biblical stories. Right off the bat, when Adam and Eve are thrown out of the garden, we say they go from paradise and into the desert. They go into an experience where they must suffer. Adam had to toil to produce food, and Eve must suffer in her childbearing. This now becomes their way of life and a part of their spiritual journey. The most famous example of the desert experience is that of the Hebrews as they flee from Pharaoh in Egypt. They leave the pleasures of Egypt and go right away into the desert. And after worshipping the golden calf, they must spend 40 years in the desert as a punishment. Even though this sounds like it might be a hopeless situation, it's actually an experience of God. It's in the desert that they encounter God through His law which is given to them through Moses at Mount Sinai. It's also in the desert that they are sustained directly by God, for it's God who sends the manna to the Hebrews to feed them. But if we move forward in the story of the Old Testament, the Israelites experience the desert again when they are exiled to Babylon. They have to leave their city Jerusalem, where the temple was, and go to live in a foreign country under a foreign king. Yet, as we see from the examples of Daniel and of the three youths, God sustains them in this desert of exile. The three youths are not burned up when they are cast into the furnace for not worshipping the idol King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And Daniel is not devoured by lions when he is cast into the lion's den. Even in the desert of exile, a time of hopelessness, God is still with his people protecting them and sustaining them and most famously after his baptism Jesus enters into the desert for 40 days and even through temptation Jesus is sustained by the word of God i think the desert experience is important because it's in the desert that we realize we have nothing and no one to depend on except God. In the desert, there are no city walls to protect us. There are no armies to look after our interests. There is no science or health care to heal us. We can only turn to God and ask for His help. This experience is an important one for us as we walk the way. It's one that allows us to mature and realize who is the true source of everything, including life. To think that we won't have this experience as we grow spiritually is to be ignorant. Our time in the desert will come, if it hasn't already. Our task is to remain loyal to God, to trust that He will sustain us, even in the lowest of the lows. And this is where today's Epistle lesson also sustains us. St. Paul tells us that God promised Abraham that he would bless him and his descendants. And because there is no one greater than God, God swore this oath on himself. And in this, we should place our hope. God does not lie, and therefore, there is no sure hope. Paul says, We have this hope like an anchor, secure, solid, and penetrating into the inner place behind the curtain, where Jesus has gone in ahead of us and on our behalf, having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. This, of course, is Old Testament imagery. Paul imagines that Jesus has entered into the Holy of Holies, the most sacred part of the temple. And Paul is telling us that our hope is as secure as an anchor tying us To the Holy of Holies. And almost as if encouraging us all the more, Paul says that Jesus is already there in the Holy of Holies. He's gone on ahead of us and on our behalf. In other words, no matter how crazy our lives may get, no matter how high or low we may go, we are anchored to God through His promise to us. Of course, If we need to be anchored in place, it implies that there will be storms. There will be desert experiences. But we shouldn't worry. We are firmly anchored in place by God Himself. After all, it's God who is true to His Word, and it's God who is able to transform us into His children. Until next time, keep walking the way, and God bless.